Hey there, welcome to Bound Together. We are two friends, two self-published authors who took different paths in life, but kept in touch and kept on writing. My name is Sarah Gray and I chose a corporate career while Laura Catherine went full on family. This is all about how we approach writing in our two different worlds, the struggles, the positives, and how we keep the writing flames alive. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Very well, very well. We are recording this podcast, uh, what is the date today? The 24th of April. So we are heading mid to... Nano. Yep. Mid-end nano. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. We are, uh, yeah, six more days until the end of the month. So six more days of nano left. And we thought for the start of this episode, we would talk about how our nano experience is going and then after that we're going to talk a little bit about point of view but first Sarah how's nano going for you this month funny you should ask I was going to direct it straight back to you <laughs> um so for those who nano is nano for those who are maybe listening to this and haven't listened to our other episode nano is national road Novel National Novel Writing Month. Uh, in April, it's called a Camp Nano. So it's one where you can choose your word count as a goal and you spend a whole month writing to try and reach that goal. So Sarah and I picked different goals. I picked 25,000 words, which was super ambitious on my part. And <laughs> Sarah, you picked 5,000? Correct. Words. So, also super ambitious for me. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's uh, what we decided to do. And now we're going to talk about how that went. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Um, today on the Nano update, um, I, so obviously I picked 5,000 words. Uh, I knew it was going to be quite a tough month, a tough writing month, but I had some short stories quite a few short stories due for my study so I thought I'll just do both together and I thought that was a fantastic idea um it is going okay I've done 1,104 words so far I mean I'm not yet over the halfway point but we do still have six days and anybody who's ever done nano knows that most of the work gets done in the last three days okay or the last day yeah so yep that final sprint where you just write all day. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like so, thousands and thousands of words. <laughs> yeah. I and I've so I've got a short story due shortly, um, which is fifteen hundred words. So that's obviously gonna be an easy win to tack that on. And then I'm gonna have to do some other writing to make the <laughs> so. Yeah, I was I was mathing that in my head and I'm like, no, still not yeah. still not up to that five thousand. <laughs> I know that. But, you know, the thing about Nano is, like, you just got to be in it to, you know, just just give it a go. If it's, you fail horrendously, there's always another camp. There's always another Nano. Yeah, it's not about winning. It's about signing up for it because even that's motivation enough to get you to do something. And sometimes just doing something, even if it's a tiny yeah. amount of work, is yeah. is still a huge achievement because you might not have done anything at all if you hadn't signed up for it and had that extra pressure. Yeah, yeah. It is just a reason to start, basically, and keep starting. 
all throughout the month. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So and how's yours going? Um, I made a huge mistake picking 25,000. Tell the pre- me more. <laughs> the previous ones, we'd both picked really no numbers. I think the last one I picked, I picked like a 1,000 or 2,000 words or something. And then I wrote yeah. over that and I felt so good writing over it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I could do more because I've got, you know, my kids are a bit older now. I'm getting a little bit more time to like do my writing. April for me, I spent the first week moving into my house. So I did Mm -hmm. no writing. I wrote on the very first day of April because it was a weekend. And then I moved, started moving like the day after. Didn't write it all that week. Excuse number one. (laughs) Moved into a new house. It was crazy stressful and heaps going on. And then by the time I'd finished doing the moving, it was Easter. And I went away with my Mm -hmm. family for... Oh, excuse number two. Yep. Yep. Didn't do any writing because I was on holiday with my family. Yep. Came back from the holiday. I did some writing on my Wednesday that I get when my husband looks after my kids for an hour. It's Mm -hmm. pretty much the only time I've been writing this month. So I'm currently sitting at about 4,520 words of my 25,000 words. Yep. Which is not too bad when you look at, like, if you look at it, like, you only write one hour a week. That's true. I've, I'm over, like, the quota there because one hour yeah. equates to about, like, a thousand words-ish for me. Yeah. So I'm already over that. And there wasn't just, so I'm writing my Hearted trilogy, the first book at the moment, but some of that word count also is I had an idea for another book, so I've kind of been brainstorming that new book as well because it's been stuck in my head at the moment. And it's like yeah. distracting me. So I'm like, I need to write down <laughs> this idea or else I cannot focus on what's happening with my other story. So it's kind of a, the word yeah. counts coming from both of those things at the moment. And again, six days, six days. I can write. A lot 20, can happen in six days. and 480 words. In exactly. That time. With an Please. hour a week. Obviously. <laughs> with with the, one the, hour. With one hour. <laughs> I can't wait to see what we actually do. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still I'm still happy that I wrote that at all at anything because I hadn't really been writing that much before we started the nano. Yeah. Me too. And I I just kept coming back to thinking about it like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this. And I did some. But yeah, it's just it it just wasn't a good month for me to do it if I hadn't been moving and it never is, eh? That's also true. Is when is the perfect time to write ever? Never. So True. write when you can. It's like everything <laughs> happens in November and everything happens in April. That's and then right. it goes quiet for the rest of the months. And then it's like as soon as you as soon as the universe knows that we want to do a nano, it's like, oh, here we go. I will throw all of the stuff at you. Yeah. You just try and write with all these things. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So that's how our nano has gone for April. I mean, we won't know what happens in the next six days. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, there's another one in. I believe in us. There's another one in June. I want to say June or or July. I can't remember which one. I think it's July. Probably July. I think it's July. But yeah, there's another camp nano in July. So we will be setting ourselves another goal then and. (sighs) 
<laughs> be excited. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have even more assignments to do by then. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully I can do some actual writing. Not outside of the to study writing. as well. I, not forced to. I mean, I like it, but it's just not like always my style of writing. So, yeah, I get that. We'll see. Cool. So, yeah, that's how Nana is going. And now for the actual topic of this month's podcast is we're talking about POV, also known as point of view in books. Do you know what a point of view is, Sarah? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> So I I can uh, read the notes that you've put in the chat. I honestly know what a point of view is. Um, it's the perspective uh, that we're writing the book through, essentially. So who um, is... <laughs> so, yeah. this would happen. It's the perspective of who's this, whose story it is, basically. So... Who are we following? Did I say that? On that did you? Some yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Who we're following <laughs> on their journey, basically. So it can be one person, it could be multiple people. And it's just we're hearing what their thoughts and feelings and stuff are. And that's uh, represented through different types of points of view, which is usually first person, second person, and third which are all different. So first person is where we're looking at talking about I, me, when you're reading a book, I walked down the street and I could hear the wind whistling in the trees. So usually it is one main protagonist and you're just hearing their thoughts and feelings. And so you don't know what other characters are thinking and feeling. You only have that one perspective and what that person thinks about other people. So their like their yeah. perspective could be completely wrong about a person, what because they don't know what the other person's thinking. So as a reader, you're only hearing it from that one person. Mm. And then you've got yes, <laughs> do you have? Him? I was just going to say a, a good example of that that I can think of is Twilight. So you only get, um, and I don't know why I'm bringing Twilight up, but. <laughs> I think it's easy it's easy to see because you only see it from Bella's perspective and then later um that author brought out a book only from Edward like Edward's perspective yeah yeah so both of those are still first person like talking about yourself lamenting about yourself yeah yeah because they're two different people with different feelings and emotions and stuff and they see things differently like the same yeah. scenes are completely different because they see the world differently. And I did that yeah. with my book. So my Jin series is written in first person from Kyra's point of view. But then I released a bunch of novellas, which were from my uh, male protagonist, Will's point of view. And so the first, the first novella is actually scenes from the first Jin book written from Will's perspective. So it's like the same thing, but like mm. him seeing her and her seeing him, the way they see each other is very different, which is always really yeah. interesting, but can be, I guess, limiting if you want to like, it, it, it means that. Super limiting. Yeah. It's limiting in a way that's like, 
if you want if you want two other people to be having a conversation but it's from this other this third person's point of view that third person always has to be like listening in on people's conversations for it to come through the story yeah I mean you can have like multiple characters all in first person in a book and I oh I can't even remember which book I read it in recently And I was like, oh, I haven't actually experienced this before. So it had like a female and the male character. Clearly it was a love story at some point, Um, but they both had their first person um, chapters. And so it would just switch between them. And it's one of those classic ones that just has their name up the top. So you know who you're switching to. That's interesting. I don't, I can't really think of many books that I've read that are like that. Most of the time they're written in third person when they're from multiple points of view yeah yeah so when I read it I was like I don't know how I feel about this I'm trying (laughs) to turn around and look at my bookshelf to see if it's still on there is it do you find it more confusing because it's not like saying okay Kathy said this and then in the Brendan chapter it's like Brendan said that it's just saying I the whole time so if you miss like the chapter heading you could be like who's talking yeah no, I think that they've got well, the book that I read, they have really distinct personalities. Mm-hmm. And I think you can, I, you can do it well. I think it worked eventually. I was just like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Oh, I don't like, I don't always want to be in the mind of both people. If it's a love story, like one is enough um, <laughs> to keep the mystery going. Yeah. But I did, I did think it was actually quite interesting. I don't know that I would do it for my books, but um, you're essentially telling two first person stories at the same time but they don't tell the same um events so you'll get the like a big event through one character and then you'll get the aftermath through the other character so it kind of you're never quite covering everything you don't get both people's version of the event and both people's aftermath it kind of I suppose it gives you like a bit more room to move about and and take certain parts of the story and ignore other parts that yeah like like what's the most interesting way to tell this whose perspective is more interesting I suppose but I've never read a book like that before and I've read a fair amount of books so yeah I can't I can't think of a book that's been like that that I've read um that's first person and then second person is also one that you don't really see like very rare because you it's it's saying you so instead of yeah I think I find it confusing I don't think that it's the kind of style that I would ever want to read so you're like you'd be reading it like you walked through the door and you did this so it's it always feels like you're not following a character's journey because you're following your journey because you're reading you're doing this thing not Mm. Kathy's doing this thing or I'm doing this thing I don't know it's definitely not something that I've read in a novel. I think um, I've probably seen it maybe in like like a short story or like a poem or something like slightly more creative that has less of a long narrative that you need to follow. I suppose it's more maybe a bit more poetic or a bit strange and maybe yeah. like a bit more literary, which is not the type of books that I would normally read but you can use it yeah definitely I'm sure there are books out there that are like very well written in that style 
When I think about yeah, second person, I think about like those choose your own adventure books I had as a kid. <gasps> Where it's that's like, a perfect example of you're walking down why the woods. You should use, yeah, you are you going to turn left or are you going to go right? And then you flip to the page, and I yep. love those books. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange, isn't it? Though to be like, because I think sometimes you want the reader to have a little bit of distance from the story that you're telling. Yeah. There Except is- for obviously, choose your own adventures because that <laughs> is your own adventure. Yes, that's right. It's very definitely an interesting one. And then the last one is third person, which is where you're writing she, he, they. So that is more outside, not here. You can still hear inner thoughts like you can with first person, mm. but it also gives you the opportunity to write from multiple characters' points of view mm. in the one space or you can have it limiting as well that like there could be a couple of characters points of view or it's mainly from one person's point of view, but you're sprinkling in like a little bit of other people as well. Yeah. And I think you also get the opportunity to sort of show the world around and it doesn't necessarily have to be colored too much by any specific character yes like if you've got a really angry character you can still and you you can kind of in third person I suppose go into more of an omniscient point of view which is someone else sort of above them that's separate from all of the characters watching and telling the story essentially yeah it's like you as the author are the narrator and you're narrating so it's not like you're describing a scene but it's not from the character's thoughts it's like you describing it and therefore you can also describe things that that character would maybe not notice or think about or or whatever because that's what happens I guess can limit you in first person is because there might be something really important but you might have a character who's oblivious to that kind of stuff and so they would it'd be out of character for them to notice it and therefore yeah you can't explain to the reader that this thing is happening because your character wouldn't notice it in first person but in third person you can perfect perfect description (laughs) I think you can you, you know sometimes you can do something like um you can I suppose something like Gossip Girl, this is a TV show, obviously, but you know how they actually have a narrator or like Bridgerton, how they've kind of got someone else um, saying, dear reader, dear listener, (laughs) whatever. And then they go on and they like narrate part of it. Like that's one way that you can do it. Like have that omniscient person that doesn't really exist in that realm. Although I suppose both of those people exist there. Um, narrating the story or you can just have a silent one that just doesn't have a character and has no real input into the story but you use it to to move around between the characters yeah a good example of third person that I've just thought of is Harry Potter I I read somewhere that um it's quite it's such a good example of using third person but it almost doesn't feel like third person okay because they're talking like it's a very skilled way of doing it um and maybe I don't know maybe they use first person for a lot of books like that I suppose I just remember reading this article that I could have read before this but I didn't (laughs) 
But like, I wouldn't prepare for our conversation. So why? (laughs) I think uh, when I think of third person, I think a lot of like uh, Cassandra Clare books. Her like. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose her early, like her first ones, like the, the City of Bones, the first trilogy is more like from just uh, Clary's point of view. But as she expanded the universe and she started doing more and more trilogies, they're more from there's like heaps and heaps of characters and like one chapter will just mm-hmm. like jump from characters point of views within it. Yeah. So that's what I think of a lot when we talk about third person. My Guardians of Ivalice series is in third person. It's got f- uh, four different points of view, five different points of view in it. Um, so each chapter is a different person's point of view, but it's written in mm. in third person. How do you pick it? Like when you when you've got your story, and I know you like to take lots of notes and stuff like that. Are you actually thinking about what point of view you're going to use straight away, or do you not decide until you start writing? Usually I know kind of where I want to go with it, but like it has changed because the Hearted series that I'm writing at the moment was originally just going to be from um, my protagonist Reagan's point of view. So it was going to be in first person, like my Mm. Jin series. And then as I plotted it more, there were all these characters whose storylines I wanted to follow, but she couldn't be there for all of the things I wanted yeah. to show so yeah. I realized while plotting it that it was going to have to be from multiple characters points of view if I wanted to have those characters have the moments that I needed in the story yeah. because she just could Reagan just couldn't be there <laughs> at every moment I suppose you could also have chapters with a first person perspective but also third person chapters as well if you want to tell the rest of the story I don't think I've read anything like that recently but I'm sure that that's a stylistic choice you could make I think people kind of do that with like epilogues and prologues so they'll like write in at the prologue or the epilogue in third person to show whatever it is they need to show that their main character isn't in and then the rest of the story tends to be in the first person but yeah so I changed my hearted trilogy is now in third person from from four characters' points of view now instead of just mm. Reagan's point of view because there was just too much going on with the rest of them and I really wanted to show what they were experiencing. Yeah. So, yeah, most yeah. of the time I know it's... and then sometimes it just it changes. It's like... funny how limiting it can be sometimes, isn't it? Like you can go to to tell a story about one person and then realize, oh, no, I, there's actually a big world around them that I kind of want to include in this. Mm. Now I might have to change my point of view. So have you ever had to change your point of view? Have you started writing and gone like, nah, not for me. I'm going to go the other way. Have you ever thought, you know, this first person and this third person stuff, not for me. I'm going to go second person. I'm going to get super creative. <laughs> no, thankfully not because I, I can't, I'm, I'm glad that I worked out. I think I'd written, I'd written like maybe three chapters of the first book in the Hearted series for in first person before I realized that I needed to change it. So I've yeah. only got, got a little bit to change 
Yeah. And you're kind of probably still playing around with the story at that point as well. Yeah. So a lot of it will probably get cut. So it was kind of like three chapters, which ended up I've had to split. Like some of it still is from Reagan's point of view. So I'm going to have to change it to like, like Reagan said, she said. But then some of the bits I've now also added her brother's point of view, Bryce. So I've taken the scene that he's also in with her and I've had to, I now have to change that to his point of view. Because yeah. it was originally written her point of view. Yeah. But it's not a huge, huge change because it's only like three chapters. But I can't imagine. I know there are people out there who have like written a whole book and then they decide that they want to change the whole thing. And it's not just a matter of being like, okay, find every I and change it to no, she. No, it's not. Or, yeah. or the other way around. Like it's like massive, massive changing. Have you had to do that before? Yeah. Yes, I have because uh, I have a far less structured way of doing things all the time. I change my mind all the time, like at the start of the book, in the middle of the book, at the end of the book, years later after I've written it. <laughs> <laughs> so many times I wrote this um, book. I can't remember the title of it. Oh, it was the, yeah. Um, it was about like assassins basically. Um, and I wrote it first person and then I couldn't do enough with the story and then I changed it maybe halfway through third of the way through I was like no I don't like this and I went back to third person so saying their names so did you change from first person because the character wasn't experiencing enough and you needed more character point of views I think I was finding it really hard to write because it's a very world-based one and I was finding it hard to write everything they had wanted to in the story because like like I could I could notice where it was limiting me and I was like oh I'd love to do this part of the story but I can't find a way to really write it and it just kept happening and then I thought okay maybe maybe this is not the right point of view for this particular story so I'll just go back who cares? Oh, I was going to write it anyway. I'll just write it again. It's like an, it's like an edit. Um, <laughs> it's not easy to go back and write it again. I did actually think it'll just be, oh, it'll just be changing the eyes, me's to them, they, yeah, yeah. yeah, and names. No, it's not. I think there's a lot more involved in the story and it's so easy to, um, miss things because when you read it you are like when you read it you think you're reading what you want to see and it's not really on the page and then you go get someone else to read it and they're like what is going on here yeah especially when Um, it's your own work because you you know what it's supposed to be or like read like so you just like read it how you you know it's supposed to be whether those words are correct or not it's a complete rewrite honestly I did it the story that I did for Nano and um, which is one of my university stories, I did exactly the same thing. I started writing in first person and then I was like, no, I, I need to change this to third person and left one thing in there. It, it was like a thousand word story. Like I've read it a million times and I left one thing in there. And then we do a workshop, right? And so there's like four people picking it apart. Best fun you've ever had, honestly. Um, and one <laughs> oh, of them yeah. mentioned it and they were like, "What? what's this about? And I was like, oh, I I read it so many times I didn't even see it 
but I did. Um, so they picked up that I'd changed the the point of view and they were just fascinated by it. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, you can't get away from a, it. Fascinated in a good way. <laughs> fascinated by I, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they were they were probably just like, oh, I wonder why. And then I think it just gets you thinking about what type of story it would have been with the other point of view. Yeah. I do that's think, true. yeah. I definitely think that first person is harder to write and I just I I do know why I think it's so much harder to write from one one person's voice to describe a whole world and a whole yeah story and and understand heaps of people and things yeah to do everything to get from point a to point b without being like I did this I did that blah 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 inserting that like that stuff in there you have to do a lot more like internal observation from that character to be able to tell a lot of the story and that's like not necessarily something that I would do a lot of in my first draft and then it becomes like I did this I did this (laughs) I said this (laughs) yeah I can see that so yeah I think it's yeah just a different way of doing things really yeah and so what uh, books have you written in what point of views? Do you have a favourite? <laughs> I think, uh, uh, you know, sometimes I write in first person just so I don't have to repeat somebody's name over and over again. I've done that before. <laughs> like I just don't want to. It's like I want them to have this name, but it's kind of a little bit complex, so I'm not going <laughs> to. Like a weird name, so you and you don't want to have to like you're like you don't have the muscle memory to like write this weird name. Pretty much, <laughs> which is probably my it's a fault of me, just, just honestly. And nothing name. to do with like, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I did Arcadium in first person. I think that one kind of works because it's a it's a simple structure, I suppose, of um Florence and her sister going on a journey through the zombie apocalypse. There's not a not a huge amount of characters in it, and it's yeah. like supposed to be quite intimate, I suppose. Um, I suppose it also comes more about across as her isolation. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I meant to do that. Yeah, that's why I picked it. Yeah, <laughs> when people when yeah. high schools are analyzing your story one day. <laughs> Oh, I want them to so badly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I did that one. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's the only one that I've published, isn't it? Um, I've written loads of books, though, to be fair. I think that I'm more interested in third person at the moment. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because I don't know why. It just seems natural, I think. I do like... I do like first person. I think a lot of like young adults are written, young adult books. Yes. Are written in first person and a, and a lot of like romances and stuff like that. Yeah. I think I'm talking about young adult romances. I don't read a whole lot of um, Other romances. older romances. So I'm like, yeah. don't quote me on that. No, I do but, think a lot of young adult is written in first person because you have this. Yeah. I know. It's just, why? It's just part of the genre. Like. Why? It is totally part of the genre, isn't because it? Because a lot of YA is about a girl who discovers 
she's special in some way and she goes on a journey. And so I think that's a very personal thing because she's, it's and a she self-discovery always, thing. So yeah. you want to hear. There like, always seems to be a war and she suddenly is the only person that can stop it. Yeah. But it, it's it's that going from a normal world and having that person's opinion on the new magical world that they're discovering and seeing it for the first time, I think, that is why yeah. first person works so well for YA yeah. stuff. And maybe because you kind of want to put the reader more into the shoes of that character as well. Yeah. Whereas adults just want chaos <laughs> to match their life of third person. Give me like 20 characters, make them all unreliable. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. tell you who's talking. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. I, cause I wrote Jen in first person, but I feel like now I'm very much into third person. I'm also like, I just like, I like me to too. write from more than one person's point of view, I think. I just find them, yeah, I've been finding it more limiting in the way I want to tell a story. And I think my stories are just getting more complex in my head mm-hmm. <laughs> the more I outline them. And then it starts yeah. off in like, oh, I can write this in first person and it's about this girl and she's going on her journey. And then as I create new characters and I start to outline and plot more, I realize that like I, I love these secondary characters as well and they have so much to mm-hmm. say and so much to input on the world that I like they need to say as well. Yeah, my harder book is now was originally from Reagan's point of view, and it's now also from her brother Bryce's point of view, her love interest Garrett's point of view, and from mm. um, a princess's point of view, Arabella. Yeah, because they just like they all just had such amazing stories going on, and I was just like, I, I need to hear from them as well because they're all yeah. just so different, such different characters, which yeah. I'm hoping will be amazing you know it will be (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so yeah that's point of view that's the different kinds of point of view and the ways we write in different points of view (laughs) (laughs) um that's it for this month's of episode this month's episode of bound together if you want to hear more from us you can listen to our back catalog of episodes for more talk on writing you can follow me, Laura Catherine, on Instagram at Laura Catherine Author and on Twitter at Laura Catherine P. My paranormal romance series, Gin, is available on all major online services. Sarah still hasn't made <laughs> any oh, sort of no. for herself, but you can find her series, Arcadium, online as well. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next month for another episode of Bound Together. Bye, guys. Bye.